0: Welcome back to Talking It Out with Mike and Brian. On today's show, we have Joe Amabile. He got sent home night one on The Bachelorette, but quickly became America's fan favorite and was featured on Dancing with the Stars and Bachelor in Paradise. And today, we're going to talk to Joe about men and
1: vulnerability. Yeah, I can't wait for this one. We can't wait for it. We got the Italian stallion, the Chicagoan, Chicago gentleman himself being vulnerable.
0: I'm ready for that, yeah. What about you? Absolutely, man. Uh I got to I got to talk to Joe a little bit. We were on a Friendsgiving a couple years back pre-COVID and uh he's a great guy, man.
1: I'm just looking forward to uh hearing what he has to say. Bro, no you did not just do me like that, homie. You did not just do me like that. See, look, I'm si- I'm single in these streets. I'm looking for my boo thing. You talking about Friendsgiving? Can I join the Friendsgiving? Anyway, you should say I'm sorry. Well,
0: I'm sorry. I will for sure invite you to the next Friendsgiving and I will make sure there are single ladies there.
1: Like no, that. I'm trying to bring my lady there. You know, whenever I get oh. that lady, I want to bring, you know, my, I like showing off my booth thing whenever, she, you know, all wherever right, she well, at.
0: We got to get you one first, though.
1: Let's, <laughs> let's get it. it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into it.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot.
0: Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com specialoffer special all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
1: Brian, I got this question uh, from one of our listeners. Again, appreciate all the listeners that send in questions. I'm going to ask you Thank this you. question first. Uh, is crying a sign of weakness for men? And what can be done to overcome that stereotype? Oof. Is crying a sign of weakness?
0: Um, and I want to know your stories about your crying as well. I mean, honestly, I think that's what men are raised to think. I mean, I don't think it's any secret that women are more likely to show their emotions over men. You know what I mean? I think from an early age, we're, we're conditioned to believe that expressing our feelings is is out of character with the male identity. So if you do show emotion, you're basically ruining that image of you know being strong and manly and specifically men are told that crying in front of other people is going to threaten their masculinity so i can understand why so many men have an issue with expressing their emotions and crying what about what do you think
1: do you do you do you cry often and like tell me one of your stories of the time you cried
0: i'm a sensitive dude bro um to be honest, like, I mean, Rachel told me that the other day. I like, I, I tear up for random things, man. I think I get it from my parents. Um, you know, they were very loving and sensitive with me growing up, you know, and I think that I got that from them. Uh, but bro, let's see what, what, what'll get me. I mean, this is right up your alley, bro. The military, those videos where the family member comes back and they haven't seen their family. like, all the time. Every time, he without a doubt, <laughs> like I'll start tearing up for sure. I mean, my parents were always there for me as a child, through school, playing sports, you know, whenever I was going through rough times. And not only were they always there, but they they showered me with affection. And I think as as Latinos, Latinos, Latinos. we are known to have and I know you dated a Latina, bruh, so you know how uh-huh. passionate, uh-huh. OK, we could be like we're we're very expressive when it comes to our loved ones. And I think just to have that open dialogue of emotions flow through freely, like without reservation growing up, I think that really helped me in my relationships. And it really, you know, gave me that vulnerability, you know, moving forward with, you know, the women I dated. Now, of course, I don't think that's everything. I think that I wasn't all the way vulnerable. I think my experience, and I mean, I did go on the show at 37, so every relationship leading up to me going on The Bachelorette and that experience, I think, gave me an advantage because I mm. was ready to be vulnerable. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. whereas the other guys, they were younger, they weren't ready. And the show maybe brought out the vulnerability out of them. But what does the show do to somebody who's already vulnerable? Like it takes yeah. that person to like the, the next level. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I felt. What about you? I agree. Yeah. How do you feel?
1: Uh, I would say like to what you were saying about you and your father, uh, well, let me ask you this right quick. What, what's a movie that you cried on? <sighs> a movie that I
0: cried on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's probably a couple. Um, <laughs> I would say I'll mention a couple, probably like, uh, Titanic got me a little bit. Like when that little old couple, they Titanic were like all curled up. They were all curled up. They're like, we're about to die. Like there's sure. nothing we could do. We're just old. We can't move around too well. Everybody else is jumping off the ship. Like that got me. I don't know. I think every th- any movie that relates back where I could see like my family. You
1: know, I know get what I'm that. saying? Like my
0: grandmother or my, or my parents. Like any mother, father, child bonding movie. I get like, that. Like that stuff will get me.
1: I only, what about uh, you? the one and only movie I've ever fully cried on was Selena. Really? bro. bro Sel- I was like, ah, Selena. Yeah, you, know, you, know, uh,
0: you know, it's one of Rachel's favorite movies.
1: Yo, it's, it's, it's definitely my top 10, yo. Selena.
0: Hey, she hey, 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 always, hey. always, always singing that. Whenever that comes out, I, I hear that bro, for like five bro. days in a row.
1: Selena, I cried on Selena. Straight up. I'm talking about Boo cried.
0: Really? Yes, okay. bro.
1: Selena got here. <laughs> um, <laughs> do I think that is crying as a sign of weakness? I've never cried, and am I saying it's like on some like hard stuff, but I've never cried tears of, of sadness that I can remember, right? When I was a child, I remember crying if I get my butt whooped because it hurt, it was physically painful, right? Uh, I remember literally there was a, a song by Marcus Houston. It's called Love is a Game. Love's a Game. I can't sing, but I ain't going to listen to part. <laughs> but it's called "Love's a Game by Marcus Houston. And I remember I would try to... I'll go by myself. i would be in my car playing that song, and I would try to cry. I literally would try to cry because, and I was by myself. I just thought that it was a very therapeutic thing to do, but I could never do it, bro. And I'm talking, about I was by myself. Like it just wouldn't happen for whatever reason. But then when I uh, the, the 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 woman that I was in love with, I remember crying tears of joy, bro. I cried Wait, tears for, of for the joy. girl that you were in love with. Yeah, I was. I'll never forget. I was in England. I was at my homie's house. He a big swole dude, tatted up. He's over in the kitchen making all three of us desserts. <laughs> my, my girl was on my lap and I just started crying. Like I I was just happy. But for, for what, for what reason? Because you were with bro. her? I I my, my My brother, I love him as a human being. I had my girl, I was in love with her. You were just I surrounded just, by love. I just was surrounded by love, bro. I just cried tears of joy. And I remember saying, my homeboy, he looked back from the kitchen. He was like, "What the hell, <laughs> like nothing, nothing was going on. Like, did I miss something? What, to hell, what the hell? What the hell? You crying about? And then my, my 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 girl at the time, she was like, uh, taken back, and you know, she she held me or whatever. And I was just all I can remember was, "Yo, know, tears are warm, right? Tears are warm." That's all I can remember. I just was genuinely happy. Uh, another time I had cried. The only other time I had cried that I can truly remember was when uh, my ex she told me that she she said, "I'm sorry." After this was like you know when you break up then a couple of years go by you may oh, or may not have that you may you or may not have a couple to,
0: years go by
1: after when you cried yeah i didn't cry when we broke up right oh wow But like okay. when we had that conversation you know like as we both matured we're not no no longer emotional about it she i'll never forget it she she said i'm sorry and, and bro, was
0: that like the closure kind of like that closure, you were looking bro, for that, the entire time that was the. i feel i
1: feel wow. it right now that was the closure powerful, bro. and like I remember this and I, uh, we can move on. Our we were in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, because that's where that's where this individual lives now, and we had seen that movie Girl Girls Trip or whatever, had a great time. We leave the movie and we're just talking, chopping it up in the car, and she's in the driver's seat, and we're just you know, we're just talking, and she's like out of nowhere, because it was quiet for maybe two minutes. Mm. She just says, I'm sorry. Bro, tears, I mean profusely. I've never in my life cried that hard. What did she do? Uh, It's just when we have, oh, you talking, when I started crying? Yeah, like, what was she she doing when you started crying? Oh, she pulled over onto the uh, service lane, and she started crying with me, and, and, like, held me. And, like, bro, it was so bad. Like, the police had came over, because we was crying for a minute, right? Like, Uh probably a good hour. The police had came over, Thank God she was in the driver's seat because they were, you know, you, t- you know, two people crying. They probably initially thought I probably hurt her or some kind yeah, of way. Yeah, like some
0: domestic dispute yeah, or something. It was,
1: it, you know, obviously it wasn't nothing like that. She was like, yo, we're good. We just having a moment. But bro, I was, emotions was F trying to be hard, right? I, when she said, I'm sorry, I've never in my life felt like that. To wow. The, like I've seen, I've literally held dead people. I've, I've been in, you know, in certain situations to where most people would break. I've never broken in those situations, but when I when she said I'm sorry, it was that was it, bro. I just tears were just it's like falling. all the, all those emotions came flooding back. Fall it was ugh, diary of Alicia Keys. Everything was just coming down. Right. Damn. So you so, guys are
0: in a good place now.
1: I mean, you guys I are cool. I talk to that girl in a minute, but I don't <laughs> I don't think that crying is a sign of weakness. Yeah. I truly don't. I think that I honestly should cry more often. I just it's probably literally ingrained in me to just from my upbringing right um, yeah
0: so no and I think that I mean what's what's a bad part about that is like okay if the guy doesn't cry he's holding in all those emotions you know what I'm saying and like a lot of guys like to you know uh release those emotions to with more manlier ones getting angry you know what I'm saying like and, and see that's things not what's like good. that and yeah. that's not good you know
1: what yeah. I'm saying yeah that's not good at all because I, I'm a firm and I say firm knowing every sense of the word that when people, men and women bottle their emotions, it will come out one day and when it comes out, it's not going to be pretty. And so I, I do feel that we as people need to find outlets yeah, know, for our absolutely. emotion, whether it is tears or whether it is, you know, like my roommate, well, he probably take his ass to the gym or whatever the case may be. Right. We, we definitely need to find an outlet uh, for our emotions because bottling up that emotions will lead to rage It'll lead to resentment and nothing good comes from bottling emotions. So we definitely, men and women both need to find a way to vent, right? Whether it's tears, whether it's, you know, put it on Bruno Mars because he's the best in the game, you know, just dancing, (laughs) whatever the case may be.
0: All right, let's go to the next one. When my husband is upset, he completely shuts me out and it's hurting our relationship. How can I get him to open up? What do you think about that?
1: Uh, I don't know the full, the full story, but I would say, boo-boo, your husband's wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that the way to do it is to lead by example, right? You can't always tell your spouse, hey, I need you to do this, I need you to do that, I need you to do that. After you've done that for so long, it just goes to leading by example, right? You just gotta yeah. you know, show your partner through your actions, right? Of, of what you desire, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel that. Uh, it, it does hurt a relationship, you know, when someone completely shuts the other person off. Whether don't, there is no gender when it comes to that, right? Men and yeah. women both do that. You know, we we've shut each other off at some point in time. Uh, how can you get him to open up? Obviously, step one is just to speak on it, but don't overly speak on it, right? Excuse me. I think we had Diane Valentine on, when she said men want respect, right? Yeah. Uh, come at him the way that he finds respect. Come at him like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to find a conversation to find a find an avenue that he will understand in his brain, right? I believe Diane Valentine, you know, it was wonderful when she said, men won't respect. And so that's step one, you know, speaking on it. Step one, if you do that a million times, that don't work. Step two is to lead by example of what you desire, right? Uh, I think there yeah. there there is a place for knowing who you married as well. It truly is, right? Uh, we have to know who the hell we married. Sometimes... Like when I get married, if my if my lady's doing this from like when we're dating, she's more than likely going to continue to do that as we're married. And I have to know that that's just who they are. Yeah.
0: You know, what about you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I agree with you, obviously, communicating. I think you need to talk beforehand, like you need to talk to your partner about the best way to communicate with them when they do shut down. Like this is actually called uh, something called stonewalling. I actually was doing a little research. Hey, it's y'all. called stonewalling when people just shut down on the other person and so basically in other words like what's the best way for me to talk to you when you're starting to check out of the conversation. You know what I'm saying? And I actually have a story where you know, it's something called that you you basically got to detach and set boundaries. Like I think it's good to detach yourself and set boundaries mm-hmm. and what do I mean by that? Like, actually, early on in our relationship, if Rachel and I ever got into a fight, she would want to fix it, fix it or address the problem right then and there. And I'm not that way. I remember like, we, talking if about we that, just yeah. got heated. I need to like I like to cool off and, you know, I, I want to process things and then basically come back later to discuss when, you know, I'm a little bit in a pretty much in a better place emotionally and mentally. Right. Yeah, like I mean, if we're just having it right then and there, and we just got heated. It's like for me, that's what works for me. So it, it kind of took her a little bit of time to to realize that. but it was it was a beautiful thing because once she started giving me that space, it improved our relationship so much because we were we were now able to come back together, you know, discuss things in a more calm manner. And a majority of times, like I would come back and apologize to her and she would come back and apologize to me. Yeah. Because like in our time apart it's like we each would hold ourselves accountable. You know what I'm saying? Cuz when I stepped away I was able to relax a little bit number one. It's like okay, yeah, I see like I have my point. Like I know where I'm coming from, but let me try to analyze where she's coming from. That's how You, you know, know it what I'm says. saying? And it's like I mean, granted it takes maturity to say Maybe I'm wrong. Let me try to think about what she's thinking about, where she's coming from. Okay, yeah, I could see that. I see where I could have done things a little bit better. I could have said this and, uh, uh, you know, or this is where I was wrong. And then it's crazy because we kind of come back together and I'm always pleasantly surprised. She's like, Brian, you know, that's like this part was on me. My bad. Like I shouldn't have said this or done that. And I'm the same way. So it's like when we make up, it's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? And that just makes us stronger together and it just it advances our relationship that
1: much more. Lastly, how important is being vulnerable in a relationship? Oof.
0: I mean, I think it's everything. I mean, 1000%. I believe that trust is one of, if not the most important aspects of a relationship. And when a person is, is able to open up and be vulnerable and talk about what's on their heart and mind with someone I mean that's that's the ultimate like you actually build that trust by doing that and sometimes those conversations are are hard they're uncomfortable because deep down inside let's face it like we're all afraid of being hurt being rejected possibly ridiculed you know what I'm saying but when you reach that level of trust with someone where you could be one thousand percent your authentic self and you know what that person and you and you know that that person accepts you every piece of you the good the bad the ugly i mean that's that's the best feeling in the world and that's what every two people in a relationship should strive for because like you're not hiding anything it's like this is me this is you we love each other that's all there is to it
1: i I completely agree with that i will my only add to that would be I think of vulnerability like someone holding their breath, right? We all can hold our breath at different lengths of time, right? Some people are shorter, some people can go up to nine minutes, I believe, which is absurd. I can't do that, right? But not everyone is the most vulnerable person. I'm not saying, and I know you're not saying, you can't be in a relationship if you don't have some great sense of vulnerability. What I'm saying yeah. is that when we hold our breath, everyone can hold it at a different amount of time, but we all need oxygen and we all need vulnerability from our partners. Yeah. How long can the other partner go without receiving that vulnerability is up to them. Right. But at the end of the day, we can't if without oxygen, we can't breathe without vulnerability, we can't succeed. One hundred percent. Ooh, Mike, we just unpacked a lot of stuff, bro. Yeah, we did. I'm, I'm actually I'm happy that we did. I, I kind of want to do this. Run it back. I, I don't know. I feel lighter. How about you? Yeah, I really
0: do. I feel like <laughs> like
1: I just did yoga. <laughs>
0: All right, let's 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 get some stuff unpacked with Joe Amabile. Joe Amabile, what's up, brother? Welcome to the show. What's up,
1: gentlemen? How we doing? Great, Great, man. Great. I'm glad that we asked your last name, how to pronounce it, before you know the show's aired, because I definitely did not know how to pronounce your last name.
0: Yeah, I would have butchered it, but did I say it okay? You
1: said it perfect.
2: Like that was probably the best anyone's ever said it. Yeah, amazing.
0: All right, brother. So today we're going to be talking about men and vulnerability.
1: Are you ready to get vulnerable? Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) First (laughs) off, I I need that Italian Chicago guy in you to like break it down for us, bro. Let's get into it. Let's unravel it. All right. But
0: before we get into all this vulnerability, I wanna I want the fans to get to know you a little bit. So we want to know what it was like for you growing up in
2: Chicago. Um. (sighs) Okay, that's a good question Um, So I come from an Italian family Neighborhood was half Italian, half Hispanic Uh, Growing up, it was You gotta go to work You gotta go to work at a very young age Started working, you know Probably like 6th, 7th grade Working in my uncle's deli Um, my, My dad was a cop He also did produce So he always had two jobs. I started going down to the produce market with him when like summers. And I realized I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. That's fair. It's, you know, you wake up at three in the morning, you go down to the produce market and it's just a rougher world. I mean, it's all guys. Um, (laughs) This was probably in the 90s. Um, No one had a filter on anything they said or what they did you know, I was, if I was a 14 year old kid walking around the produce market, it wasn't like you were a 14 year old kid. You were mm. the same as them. You know what I'm You're saying? An adult. Yeah. yeah. I remember my first experience down there. I like leaned on a box of whatever, I think a box of tomatoes or whatever it was and burnt my hand on a cigar. I'm like, oh, and I, oh, and it was just like this. I don't want to do this the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> So I ended up, you know, once I got to high school, it was more, you know, everyone in my town and my neighborhood and where I went to high school, it was just like, you were either going to be a city worker, a cop or a fireman. And that's kind of, that's just really what it felt like. I didn't want to do any of that. And then my cousins became very successful at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, which, if you don't know, is the Chicago Board of Trade. I saw a picture
1: Um, of you when we were doing some research on you. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, so I was that. um, I started going down to the Merc when I was 16 for summers, clerking, and just learning how to um, pit trade. I, right out of high school, a year out of high school, I got a job as, I started trading on my own. Wait, what type of trading did you say? It was uh, pit trading, so it's not—it's not really there anymore. It was like open outcry, pretty much what you see. Like, have you ever seen the movie Trading Places?
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: like that. Um, so it's like in the pit on the floor. Okay, okay got gotcha. it. I traded in the Nasdaq pit. Um, I was good. I had a lot of balls. I had no fear, um, but I was way too young, way too immature. And lost the value of a dollar. Mm-hmm. So I did that for four or five years. I mean, both places I worked were very, very Chicago. It was produce market, stock market. And then I ended up losing all my money in the stock market. I went from making three hundred and fifty thousand a year to uh, uh twenty-four. Okay. At, wow. When I quit. Three hundred and fifty thousand a year to $350 a week. And that was the first time I really got humble where I was like, damn, this is Man. a big fucking difference. Bro, that's like, crazy. So what the hell are you, hell are you spending all? money on? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, w- I wasn't really like a crazy spender. I was just so obsessed with the market and, um, just putting it back and just putting it back. And yeah. And I, I lost it all on like really big trades, but I, I have that gambler mentality, it's just like in my blood. Yeah. So, you know, that was what uh, I did, but.
1: I know that, Joe, your, your father was a, a police officer. Uh, like, when it comes to vulnerability, how is it growing up in Chicago, having a, a father that's a police officer, uh, and like, to be quite honest, one of the toughest cities in America. Like, what's that dynamic? Like, uh, was your family always nervous about your pops growing up? Like, did they teach you to, you know, show that emotion? Because you just don't know what could happen? Yeah. Um, so
2: he was pretty rough on us growing up. Like we, you know, he was on us. Like, you you know, never join a gang, you know, drugs. Like, I'll, you know, I'll crack you. Like that was like what it was just, we, it was hammered away at us all the time. Um, I remember kind of growing up always being a little scared of a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and because he, he was always on, on top of us. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was different, but I felt
1: safe. Did you know I mean, it I was w- different though? Like as a child, did you know, like it was different or did you, when you, once you got older and started to have those conversations and see things differently through your own viewpoint, did you realize, oh, this is, we had a type of different upbringing?
2: Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure, having having him so on top of us, at, you know, at the time you, you felt like you were missing out on a lot. Like I remember in my neighborhood for like, like for homecoming for football, it was everyone's going to go and you know TP houses or whatever. Like we couldn't do that. Like that you that's not happening. It's true. And yeah. and his logic was somebody's going to come outside, and if somebody comes outside with a gun or something or with a bat, you're going to put yourself in a situation that I don't want you to be in. So, you know, it could have possibly saved my life. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so at
0: the time you felt like, you know, maybe he's busting my balls a little bit. But as you got older, you you realize that, you know what, he did that for a reason. You know, to yeah. protect me.
2: Yeah, you absolutely. Know? And, you know, once I got once I got like in high school, I was pretty much, you know, he, lo- he loosened up on us for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. Was he just what do you think it was more of you guys are considered? man in his eyes or was it just cause you're older now and you know, you're going to make your own decisions or did he yeah. see something in you guys that was like, okay, my kids have got it.
2: Yeah. I would say, um, once I started going down to the stock market when I was 16, he yeah. looked at it like, okay, you're now a man. Like you, you you're that. mature enough. And I, in that place,
1: um, that place like matured me very fast. Sure, I, can, yeah. I can imagine, yeah. bro. <laughs> Definitely so. Uh, you. Uh, this is my first time truly, truly interacting with you. You seem to have like a, a bit of a tough exterior. Uh, the Italian in you, I love. I love the accent that you have. You know, being in Chicago, growing up, your father was a, a police officer. Uh, did you feel like you were even able to be vulnerable as a child, and to this day as a grown man? Uh, no. Can you, Not really. Uh, unravel that a bit.
2: Yeah, I will. Um. With my mother, she was always very open, and you could pretty much tell her anything. We could always go and talk to my dad, but like being vulnerable just was never a thing. Never in my family. Like even, you know, being in my thirties and going on The Bachelor, it was you better not cry on that show, like you oh. know, you know, and they and they
1: laugh
2: they laugh at it too. But at the same time, like yeah, like I don't want to be vulnerable on television like I'm I'm more comfortable now being vulnerable in a relationship or, or with my friends but as far for the world to see yeah I still I still have an issue with that
0: um speaking of I mean you as far as you thinking that's an issue or you believing that's an issue um I actually read on Obviously, we're uh, looking you up, but before that re- before reality TV, you hadn't really been in a real relationship. Is that is that the case? Yeah, or at least yeah. a long term relationship or a real relationship. Okay. How old were um, you when you went
1: on? 31. Gotcha. Oh, we're the same age when we both went on. Okay, got yeah.
0: So obviously we know the world of The Bachelorette and then you were on Paradise then Dancing with the Stars. You know, your subsequent relationship with Kendall. I mean, was that? Whole experience like a crash course in vulnerability for you. Like, can you compare how you were before the reality TV stint to like during and then now after? Oh,
2: I mean, yeah, it's, I'm a hundred percent different. That's why I always say, and I'm not just saying it because this is a podcast presented by Bachelor Nation, but <laughs> I, you know, the show really, you know, was great for me. I learned, I learned a lot about myself. Um, And yeah, even just being in a relationship and and, and, because I was never, I never went there with a girl, you know, like opening up and and telling a girl, like it was always like, superficial. not, I mean, yeah, I I mean, like surface level. Yes. Very surface level. Very much of the, you know, you hook up a few times and then that's it. Um, it was a trust issue for me. Uh, I've learned to work on that. Um, And and there's still a lot I I need to work on, but I've been able
1: to open up that way for sure. Knowing that you're not necessarily a vulnerable person, how do you even navigate that now? Right. Being a a TV personality, but then you're not one to just be vulnerable. How the hell do you do that, bro? That's a great
2: question. And I would say it's, um, I find a a balance with it. I'm capable of being vulnerable with people that I trust. You know, I'm not going to be someone that's going to pick up my phone and go on Instagram and be like, I just don't feel well today. Or I'm not like, I... I just don't want to do that. I, I don't see how that would help me either. Um, I, and, and I'm sure it helps a lot of people. For me, it really doesn't. But I'm a much more vulnerable person. So with the people I trust, I, I could do it. Now, as far as like exposing myself on, on television, I'm able to show more of myself now in, in certain sides of me that I was, I was uncomfortable with before
1: do you think it's making you stronger and like a better man?
2: I think it's made me a better person for Facts. sure Facts. because I'm much more understanding um, and it's just it's been able to open me up to just how different we all are as people and
0: as far as that vulnerability that you know that you acquired, I mean, how has that changed the relationships with like your family and your friends? I mean, you know, you coming off this whirlwind. I mean, you're basically world famous being on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, you you've yeah. accomplished so much. Like, has that dynamic changed with your your father, your mother, and you know your, your the rest of your family and your friends?
2: I've always been a very honest person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always try to find the humor and everything. I always am trying to make people laugh and joke around. and I do that with like my, you know, my dad and I are, are like friends, you know, when I was a kid, it wasn't like that because it was strict. But
1: mm-hmm.
2: as I got older, we became friends. So it was never, um, like if I went to my father who was probably the hardest person on me in my life and said, Hey, I really love this girl. I don't know what to do. He wouldn't be like, "Get out of here." He would be open to having that conversation. I was actually yeah. going
0: to follow up on that, like, dude, like could you go to your dad, like when you were younger, and talk about you know girls and dating and things like that? And he, was he open to it? So he was.
2: Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was definitely open to that. I think for me, the vulnerability was an issue with relationships and with women, Mm. I never wanted to, to trust a girl in a relationship. You you see things growing up, you know, Mm -hmm. even, even a place like the stock market, the board of trade, you know, it's a faster lifestyle and Mm -hmm. you go out and I remember being a 19 year old kid and being out with guys that were in their mid thirties and late forties and just like, the party scene and in the way it was, you know, it was almost, it was
1: almost cool
2: to be a player, right? Mm. I mean, that, that was
1: kind of. That's a, I appreciate you saying that. I remember being in the Air Force and literally, bro, when I tell you this is crazy, seeing men and women equally, cause if we, I think that men get a stigma sometimes that they cheat on a higher perceived basis. I remember seeing men and women equally just free willy doing whatever the hell they want to do when they have a spouse, and I was a young airman, and I'm looking at this like, well, damn, like this is what everyone does, and so I, I can kind of see, you know, what you're alluding to, uh, like when you watch Wolf of Wall Street, things like that. Yeah, I was going to uh, say that. Yeah. yeah, it's like, well, shit. Do I want to be in a relationship? Like, do I want to, you know, get serious and or attached? Uh, and then also, you said it goes outside of just dating someone, right? Or being 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 with someone in a relationship uh, intimately, right? It goes to all types of relationships. All right, I'm a, I gotta ask you this, bro. So we're, we're roughly the same age. I'm a mentor with big brothers big sisters, right? My mentee, he's 13 year old dude, 13 year old kid. If you were me and mentoring this kid, right? I ain't gonna, my mentee, he's like, he be trying to have a tough face all the time. All right. yeah. when, when it comes time for him to like open up to some things, what would you talk to him about? Like, how would you get him to open up? How would you get all the just kids out there to open up, little boys and girls?
2: I would... I would just try to be able to have the most in-depth conversation I could have with them. Constantly question him. Like... If it went to like if if like you took them and you guys went and got pizza like you like this pizza why do you like it what does it remind you of and just slowly peel away
0: the a, layers in a way
2: yeah in a way like break them down like that to where, to where you can have a real conversation and then call them out on the real conversation like how does that make you feel like do you feel better you know there's nothing wrong with that and I always for me something that you know. Growing up, like, I I loved the movie Ocean's 11 and Ocean's 12 because, like, I looked up to, like, George Clooney and Brad Pitt and those guys, and I'm like, yeah, like, those guys are cool. Like, that's awesome. So I think showing, like, people that are more vulnerable that, you know, a kid would look up to. I mean, there's so many athletes now that go out there and they say how they feel, and they have no problem really showing who they are. So I'm showing that, too. And yourself,
1: I, I, I like that, bro. I remember, you know, Reggie Williams, he was a, a yeah. running back for the Dolphins. He opened up about uh, some things that took place against him. And, like, for me, when I saw that I was like, bro, he can talk about it. I can talk about it, too, you know. And so yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. The people that we look up to. My last question for you, homie, is, like, in, you know, you're 34, I'm 33. I think that I'm I, – I think I've learned the, the art of, you know, being vulnerable without coming across as, like, weak, per se what is your take on men being vulnerable in this climate and then some women perceiving it as weak some perceiving it as you know oh that's joe he's sweet he's open like what is your whole take on that is there is there a balance beam or is it is it too far or like what is your whole thoughts on that
2: yeah i i think i think there's a balance i i you know taking my time to answer this hey talk, uh, talk it I, out honey. I, I, take, you, take your time I, so we, take your we time. talk it out on here okay so i th- i definitely think there's a balance i think for me as a man i still you know i don't have any issue being vulnerable but i still also want to show that i have a tougher side um so you know there's nothing wrong with a man crying at all there's nothing wrong with it but have, have you, you know, in front I'm, of a person uh, yeah but what I'm saying like I'm not I think there's like like what are you like what are you breaking down about you know I'm, you know what I'm no all, uh, all right so like what like why are you like I think if, if a guy like if, if just somebody gay.
0: passed away in your family compared to something trivial yes Okay. Yes,
2: that's kind of uh, that. That's pretty much. Exactly. So you. That's so you're
0: point. saying it's okay? Yes, if a family member passes away, like that's a of valid course. reason. If you know, if it's over something silly, then you may feel that you feel like a masculinated a little bit, like or, or you don't feel as masculine.
2: Of course. Or yeah. and it's even like okay, even like heartbreak. You know. You know, if you if you're really upset and. Let's use our show for example. The you know the Bachelor, and at the end you get your heart broken, and you know you cry about it. Okay, but if you know, let's say it was Mike and I on the show, and the Bachelorette asked him out and not me, and I just started bawling. Like, <laughs> you know what we I'm saying? We get it. it's like, like man this? up, bro. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there's you know there's there's times where you were. I, you know, at least for myself, even if I am upset, I want to show a tougher um, exterior.
1: I get that. It's it's, it's crazy because where I, where I grew up, it was like you show a tough face uh, because of of the environment that you're around, right? Uh, you don't want them to you don't want them to feel like you're a bitch, basically. And then you yeah. got then you got a whole another issue you got to deal with. Now you got to go, you know, defend yourself. And it's like, look, bro, I'm just trying to. Trying not to deal with y'all, I'm just trying to stay in my own lane. You know, do what I got to do. But, bro, I appreciate it. We're not gonna get too too deep into We're not gonna get too deep into it right now with you. Uh, we'd love to have you back on and you know have part two if you want to. But, but to I want to get things up a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some rapid fire, homie. Can we do that right quick? Let's do it. Let's do All it. right. We couldn't be talking to Grocery Store Joe without asking this very first question. Favorite meal of the day is a breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Which one? Dinner. Dinner. Gotcha. Okay. Not even close. Do you feel like? Uh, Do you cry alone or in the arms of your lady? Which one's best for you? Alone. I think think we figured that from our (laughs) combo. All right.
0: Who is your
2: celebrity crush? Celebrity crush? um, Anna. I'm not sure. I'm probably butchering her last name. Diarmas. I'm looking at her right now. Uh, She (laughs) was in. Yeah. What was she in? She was in Knives Out. She's Cuban. She. Okay, I think I, I think I can picture her now. Ben Affleck's ex.
1: Ben, okay, okay. She,
2: they, yeah, they were just that. Probably her. Yeah, her.
1: Would you date another woman from Bachelor in Paradise?
2: Uh, you know what? It worked the first time. Uh, it's not like something I'm shooting for, but
1: yeah, open. if
2: I went on they if they asked me and I went on and it happened, yeah, I would be open to it. Yeah.
1: Uh oh, you heard it. You heard it here first. Do do you have an eye on
2: anybody in
0: particular that you could mention? Just somebody, you know, that you would like to meet?
2: uh, I I would say there's a handful. There's a handful. handful, uh, There's a handful of women that I would be interested in meeting from the past
1: couple seasons. Ladies, his face is red right now. His face um, is red. What about Victoria yeah, I mean, Fuller?
2: Victoria, I, I like Victoria. I think Victoria's. Uh, I mean, she's gorgeous. But I mean, I don't know. You know, for me, for me, a big, like, here, I think there's, there's so many girls in Bachelor Nation that are attractive. Um, it has to be, I have to meet them in person. I have to really Facts. get that feel in person.
1: Facts. Yeah, I, I tweeted out is. a couple months ago. I was like, bruh, I did a, a little, I guess I was bored one night and I looked at some of the past contestants because I never watched the show. Mm-hmm. They got some baddies on the show.
2: There's somebody on Matt Season that I am uh that I that i that I find
1: very interesting. Who? Uh
2: I don't want to say it. <laughs>
1: <All> right, fair <laughs> enough. You know, hey, that's my job as a podcast host, right? Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> all right,
2: brother. Top three mob movies of all time. Um, The Godfather just yes. Is yes is the best. Which in one? In my opinion. Number one.
1: My man. Let's go. Okay.
2: Let's go Godfather one. Let's go Godfather two.
1: Don't say three. <laughs> yeah, no, three no, now. No, no,
2: And then let's do Goodfellas.
1: Good choices. I, I respect. Much respect. All right, now we can go to Vegas. I, I, I like your gangster movie let's choices. Do let's do it. All right, biggest pet peeve when it comes to women? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he was like, "I hate uh, y'all." <laughs> there's, there's so many things I could
2: say that are funny, but it's just not. Nah, I can't. All right. Uh, biggest pet peeve when it comes to women.
1: Um, I feel like you'll be fun to hang out with when there's no cameras or, or mics around.
2: Uh, there, I have no pet peeve when it comes to women. Come on now, come on, come on, bro. I All would right. say. Um, I would say. Um. <laughs> uh, let's go, oh, man. It could be what anything,
0: bro. Say? Anything.
2: Hey, just be one hundred. Something bro. that annoys just you. Just, <laughs> something. What annoys yeah. you? Uh, just you know when they assume too much.
1: Okay, assumption. Right. I don't like when that assumes a lot. Good.
0: What about biggest turn on and turn off in a woman?
2: Biggest turn on would be. A combination of smile and eye contact. Mm, okay. At, when it hits
1: at the perfect moment. Oh man, that was that was, that was you thought <laughs> of that one. That was sweet. That was sweet. They, they, that they, was they, sweet. They that they they piercing awesome. those eyes. I point that. All right. So, <laughs> okay. grocery store Joe, have you had sex in a grocery store? Ah, uh, no, I have no. not. <laughs> no, no.
0: All right, I gotta ask you this one. I, I'm a huge fan of this show. I actually used to watch it growing up. How much money? Are you and I winning
2: if we partnered up on the show Supermarket Sweep?
1: Let's go.
2: You know, I've never seen it, but I would what? say we... I've never seen it. Bro. I've never seen it. Yeah, i never... I, That's I was, an
1: amazing I, show. Yeah. Bro,
2: you would be a pro at it. I mean, Amazing. Would, I, I would say we would do really well. I mean, I know the grocery store <laughs> industry. Trust me, I'm doing everything I you can. You know how much everything's worth. <laughs> yeah, you
0: could rack yeah. up that bill for sure. All right, Joe, we appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming on the show and you know opening up and being vulnerable with us, and uh, we appreciate you, man.
2: Definitely of so. guys. Thank you for having me and Mike. Uh, Brian, you're married, but Mike will be in Vegas pretty soon, buddy. <laughs> hey, or, don't, or, don't give me trouble, honey. Paradise. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. I'm joking. Brian, you can come too. We don't do anything like that.
0: Hey, I'll be, I'll be <laughs> gambling. I can, I can focus on gambling. All right?
2: <laughs> all right. Let's do it. All, all
0: right, guys. Thank you. Take care, thank buddy. You, it's like, yo, Mike, how good was Joe today, man?
1: Yeah, Joe's dope. Uh, I'm glad yeah. that we got to see Joe speak in terms of vulnerability. He seems as if he's not one to normally speak like that. And so yeah. for us to be able to do that with him was kind of
0: dope, actually. Yeah, I think we got I think we got a little out of him. I think uh, you un know,
1: poquito, un we're going to see a more
0: vulnerable Joe uh, moving forward.
1: I like that nickname. Vulnerable Joe. Let's go. Vulnerable Joe. Gro-
0: <laughs> vulnerable grocery store Joe. All right. To all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning
1: in today's episode. Yes, and the family, you know, we always love to hear your opinions, your stories, and your insights. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow, message us on social at Talking It Out, BN. That's Talking It Out, B as in baby, and as in nation. On Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, The Wondery app, or wherever you're listening to right now. And as you always know, don't DM me no more, baby. Make sure you subscribe. Talking it out.